Hi, I'm Nicola Cairncross and you're listening to the Money Gym podcast, where I interview successful entrepreneurs and investors and ask them if they could go back in time and give their younger selves one big tip about money, what would it be? I really hope you enjoy the show. Former accountant to some household name restaurant stars, property investor and businesswoman Judith Morgan has previously owned a travel agent, a cafe and a cleaning biz franchise. She had a spell as one of my clients in the money gym and then became my business partner. We remain great friends and co-host a weekly podcast called Own It, Your Life and Your Business. You can find us over at ownitthepodcast.com. Judith started her own accountancy business when she was 22 and sold it 20 years later for a six-figure sum. Judith's role in the accountancy business was to start and grow the business, attract clients, recruit and manage staff and help and support her own business clients with, with the same issues, particularly their finances. She was then fortunate to enjoy part-time finance director roles and relationships often for many years with UK entrepreneurs and small businesses, including an incredibly successful events organising business. Judith says her main reason in life is to empower, inspire and uplift so that running your own business and having a wonderful life becomes lighter and easier and your success and happiness come faster. Let's find out what she's got to say on the subject of your money, shall we? What do you um, notice other entrepreneurs that you coach doing wrong around business money? And, you know, that can be a practical thing or a psychological thing. And what would you what's the most important thing you'd like to share with a new entrepreneur around your business money? Okay, so I think most people ignore it. Mm. They don't have any systems for it at all because they're frightened of it and they're worried that um, if they start looking at it, it'll be worse than they even fear it is. And what they generally discover is it's not as bad as they fear it is. Yeah, so they're hallucinating um, a, a disaster scenario. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, the first step is to try and get them to monitor it in some way or another what you what you measure improves and um you know we can measure it in any way you like we don't even have to measure it in pounds and pence we can measure it in visitors or uh, clients or likes or you know there's millions of ways of monitoring money we don't have to do it in money necessarily necessarily if that freaks you so i've just got to gently persuade them at the beginning to be monitoring something and what I usually do in the very first session with them is is I have this concept of um, we're going to climb Everest. And first of all, we're going to go to base camp because when you make an assault on, on Mount Everest, you all go up to base camp and you, you pitch your tents and you have your supplies there and you've got your backup and da, 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 da. And actually, base camp is not a bad place to be. <laughs> you might decide that base camp is as far as you want to go. How much do you need to earn at base camp to pay all your bills? And you'd be surprised about how many people who don't know the answer to that question. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, sometimes a new client will say to me last week, a new client said to me, ah, ha, ha, somebody else ticked me off that you were going to ask me that question. So they were ready in advance. But, you know, we need around thousand sums of money that you will be in, in financial integrity if we bring that in. And when we get that, you're at base camp. Then you can decide, is this enough or should we go further up the mountain? So we've got to measure that because otherwise, how will we know when we're there? Yes. And, and do you do you find that a lot of people, that base camp figure is a lot bigger than it needs to be? Yes, I do. Yeah. They don't understand how low can you go is what I call it, because, you know, the lower you can go, the less likelihood there is of you having to go back to work or get a part time job you hate. And you actually downsized your own life quite dramatically at one point. I remember when you moved out from that gorgeous flat in the, in the Docklands and moved into one of your own properties for, because well, you wanted given to. What's, 
given what's happened in the last eight years, Nicola, you'd be mad not to, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. And I love the fact that I live on a very, very small amount of money every month because it means I don't have to earn so much to to be comfortable. And it also means that I think downsizing takes away a lot of the fear of of it takes away a lot of the, the fear of scarcity because you're if you're if you're living lean, as I call it. <laughs> yes. Then then no, nothing can be taken away because you know, I, I love it. Love the concept of living lean. I think that's absolutely perfect. And who wants stuff anymore? Yeah. Well, Sarah's got her her belongings down to one one backpack, so it's quite impressive, yes. really. All around. Yeah, yeah, deeply envious. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you remember there was a, a spate of internet marketers, wasn't there, who sold everything and and yes, and reduced all their belongings down from the big mansions down to a backpack. It was it was frighten, yeah. frighteningly funny. Yeah, good stuff. So so you get them to base camp, you get them to decide what what the minimum they they need to live on is and then when they get to, so you you just keep them focused on getting to that point well we try and simplify it so mm. do you want thousands of difference of little bits or do you want you know 10 do you want to sell 10 monthly memberships at 6 pounds to make 60 quid or do you want you don't know, do you know what I mean we're looking at uh, what's the easiest way of making the base camp money yeah. And you're you're always very keen on big sums of money. I do recall that. I am. I'm changing my mind slightly. I just don't like the slow way to anything. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I want the easy way to everywhere, really. Um, or I make it complicated. Their lives are quite complicated enough already, quite frankly. Remember when I was first taught how to manage a, a weekly cash flow by our mutual friends, and um, I, I, yeah. I, they, I exasperated them because I kept overcomplicating everything. And now things are very simple. You know, it's it, through not not entirely through choice. In, in you know, about five years ago, but I, I, I relish that simplicity now. I really do. Yes, so do I. Yeah, good stuff. Okay, so then when they're at base camp and and you're working out how they're going to make their money, do you then? Um, help them monitor it or do you know do they come to you for accountability or do you expect your clients to be grown-ups I do the latter um I think <laughs> you know generally nobody ever brings anything to a coaching call that's working right they only bring what's wrong um and all the time it's in problem solving mode really and I think actually the main benefit I bring is making it feel easier because if it feels easier you can do it yeah. Um, they tend to come with heads full of, you know, why I can't and how difficult it is for me and poor me and I've got so much to do. And we just try and strip it away to what have you really got to do here? What's really important? It's very important to me they have a life. You know, Nicola, a lot of my clients are women in their 30s, 30s, let's say, with a toddler or two. Yeah. Um, and frankly, they need to be working in six six weeks chunks before half term after half term three times a year and they need to be off in the school holidays because they can't achieve anything with somebody <laughs> around their knees you know why try have a yeah. lovely 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 time with your children you know until they don't want to be with you anymore and then you've got plenty of time to throw yourself at the business yes i can um, say that happens around 15 to 16 and uh, yeah, know, if, if then, by about 13 they don't want to go on holiday with you then and you want you to fetch them from school you know so I have been with women long enough to see them uh, achieve very nothing, achieve almost nothing at all because of, of the family commitments to the time when they can focus on them now because the kids have gone to university or something like that. Yeah. So one, leaving the subject of money now then, what what one thing would you say is absolutely crucial for the new entrepreneur to master? Well, 
you know, this is where I was coming to the cash flow game, actually, because when they come to that, they see how their, what their relationship is with money, how broken it is. Um, and, you know, it, it's I call it financial coaching because that's what it is now. It's not a game. It, it's so much more than a game. It's about yeah. how am I with money? How is that person across the other side of the table with money? Are they better at money than I am? How do I cut my nose off to spite my face? How can I make more by partnering up with other people? What tricks am I missing? You know, this is, you know, I write about it often. It is the best day's work I ever do. It's absolutely exhausting, but it is the most valuable day's work. I do it every month now. It's that valuable to, to somebody to observe their relationship with money. And in the morning, I teach it by the rules. They're all learning the rules. They're all getting to know that they're so much better with money and math than they could possibly imagine. Most of them don't even use a calculator. They're so good. And they sit down at the table and they say, I'm crap with money and they don't understand anything for the first 20 minutes. And then a real panic and their brains are screaming at them. I can't do this. I can't do this. By lunchtime, they got it. In the afternoon, they're acing it. You know, they can practice different behaviors. I just think it is the most wonderful thing. Tears, laughter, learning. It's quite an intimate thing. Only six players at a time. You know, it, it's it's so valuable in changing the way my clients are with their money, getting them to notice their thinking and their habits and, and watching others and practicing out new ways. Yeah. And I love the fact that with the, with the, ca the, the, the cash flow 101, you have a, a balance sheet and an income and an assets section on it. And every time you make a new deal or, or you get more money in or whatever, you have to um, recalculate it all. And, and, and you, you know, most people aren't taught about assets and liabilities at school, are they? No, but they get it really quickly. They get it by lunchtime. Yeah. And the point I have to make to them, they go, what do I do here? I go, you do this and you do this and you do this just like real life. They, they seem to think that the game somehow is different. So, for instance, you buy a property in the game. You've got income. You've got expenses. You've got an asset and you've got a liability, just like real life. So it's a great <laughs> way of, of teaching them that whatever you do, it's not it's not a game. It's really yeah. not a game. It's a metaphor. And you can translate your learning in the game into real life. Yeah, I love it because of the, yeah, the practicality side of it and the emotional side. If, if people um, can't get to one of your games, Judith, what, is, there, is there still an online cash flow 101? I believe there is. Yeah, I believe there is. You are playing by yourself, which is a bit tragic, but I believe you can play it online. And actually, wherever you are, it's worth putting into, the, into Google cash flow game in Manchester or Birmingham or New York. I bet they play them all over the world, Nicola. Yeah, they, they probably do. And, and it is great fun. And you meet all sorts of amazing people who you can then talk to about money, because let's face it, not yeah. many of your actual friends are, are very willing to open up about cash. But if you're playing yeah. with a bunch of people locally, then you can always that's your mastermind, your first mastermind group. right there, I totally it? agree. Yeah, I totally agree. I think wherever you're playing it in the world, try and get a group of six to play it more than once. Say it's commit to playing once a month for a year and treat them as your mastermind team. I think that's yeah. absolutely right. You've been listening to Nicola Cairncross on the Money Gym podcast. If you'd like to find out more about the Money Gym and how we can help you become more financially intelligent, just come on over to themoneygym.com. We'll see you over there.